on this episode, join Andy and John as they discuss the Dwayne The Rock Johnson action-adventure, Jumanji, The Next Level. Welcome to The Road Home on Film. All right, well, we're headed home from the movies. My name's Andy, coming to you live to tape from the Road Home from Wrestling World Mobile Headquarters of the world, and I got you on the road. What up, John? Guys, I just saw my 111th movie in theaters this year. I'm excited. Wow. You're a maniac, John. That's a lot of movies. That's too many, if you ask me. Sometimes. Well, yeah, there's, for, there's like 20 movies that I definitely could have lived without. Yeah. But like I, the other 90... I enjoyed at least somewhat. Well, we're going to find out tonight whether Jumanji was one of those ones that you, you know, could do without or one of the ones you liked. Spoiler, so, I liked it. Well, okay, cool. So, uh, and and you're really worried about this, so go ahead and give a spoiler warning because some motherfucker could be listening to this and would get spoiled on the movie because they're a fucking idiot and they would deserve that? Anyway, go ahead. We're just going to let you know ahead of time that if it's a movie that you're wanting to see and you don't want to know a lot of the results of what happened, don't listen anymore. Stop it and come back after you you see it. Or keep listening, turn the volume down so that we get credit that you listen to it and then just come back and re-listen to it. Definitely listen to it three or four times, either way. So, And then tell your friend that they need to listen to it, and then leave us a review and buy a t-shirt. So all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, so anyway, we have been doing these film reviews this year because uh, of reasons, just because it's fun. And we've been um, you know, kind of going and seeing movies that have wrestlers in them, right? Mm-hmm. And this movie has a wrestler in it. Well, first of all, it's called Jumanji The Next Level Bitch. And uh, who is the uh, wrestler in this movie, John? Jack Black. Oh, yeah, from Nacho Libre, right? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Was there any other ones? Oh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, okay, awesome. <laughs> so this is the first time, I think, that we've had the opportunity to talk about Dwayne mm-hmm. The Rock Johnson. And I'm going to refer to No, him. he was in Fighting With My Family. Oh, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. That was the first one we did. So, um, well, uh, you know, just so folks know, I love The Rock. I think he's awesome. He's one of the best wrestlers of all time. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. And uh, what are your feelings on The Rock, John, as a wrestler? Uh, as a wrestler, I do not think he's great. Mm. But... You're wrong but go ahead. as a promo king mm-hmm. he is the king yeah i feel like he's great on the mic but like i don't there's there's not many rest like wrestling matches with the rock in it that i'm like oh that is one of my best matches i've ever seen okay okay well i mean he, he's more of a uh, worker than he is a uh, mm-hmm. high-flying you know guy so i mean i think he's a great worker uh and which means he's a good wrestler to me i think he's one of the best all-around guys there is but uh, what is your favorite rock match um that's a great question i really like uh when him and stone cold get together that's always good mm-hmm. um you know you gotta say probably the one with uh, hulk hogan you know uh, that was tremendous so WrestleMania 18 there you go okay you know that's mine the- would be uh thank you for asking mine would be uh him versus stone cold at wrestlemania 19 Ooh, there you go stone cold's last match it's hard for me to ask you if i haven't even finished my sentence just so you know now you know how it feels <laughs> 
you do that to me all the time. I don't know what you mean. So we went and saw Jumanji. Um, you know, Jumanji is, I don't know if you know this, uh, but I know all about this. When I was a kid, me and my sister had this book called Jumanji mm -hmm. about a board game that like comes to life, basically. And it's super dangerous and scary, and there's all these characters, and it's a really cool book. Mm -hmm. You never read the book read the book. It's fucking awesome. And it's a great kid's book. It's amazing. So when, um, my, my like, uh, familiarity with this kind of ends there, other than I saw the first movie, which was, came out years and years ago with Robin Williams, Robin Williams. And then whoever, I don't know who it was, but the guy that played the hunter dude was fucking incredible in that movie. Um, mm -hmm. so it was, it was a pretty good movie. And, uh, you know, there's been several other ones though, apparently that I didn't see cause this Just one other one. Just one other one? Yeah. And The Rock was in that one as well, yes, right? Yes, that was the, like, pre... It was the, the sequel that this one is based off of, uh, which is Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Oh. Uh, I personally would not qualify the Robin Williams Jumanji and these two movies as, like, sequels. I feel like the Robin Williams, like, stands on its own. Okay. Because I feel like these are not related. Because that one's about a board game and this one's about a video game, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, either way, the, the premise of Jumanji is that either you are transported into the world of Jumanji or the mm -hmm. world of Jumanji is transported into our world. And that's kind of the, the gimmick behind this whole deal. So yeah. um, so anyway, what we're going to do is we're going to you know talk about some of the actors, see how you thought they did and everything. But first, let's get a, a plot synopsis. What do you think, John? Sure. Let's go for it. This is directly from Sony Pictures Entertainment. Oh, we could have just not said that and said it was from you, but that's okay. Well, I'm not that clever. Okay. I am a writer, though, so maybe I am that clever. You go, you know what? I wrote this. There you go. In Jumanji, the next level, the gang is back, but the game has changed. Mm. As they return to rescue one of their own, the players will have to brave parts unknown from a arid desert to snowy mountains to escape the world's most dangerous game. <laughs> yeah, I did not see the Ultimate Warrior in this one time. They were in Parts Unknown, and we didn't get the Ultimate Warrior? Fuck off. He was actually... So there's one world where there's like they're on these like vines that are mm -hmm. shaking. You didn't see him in the background just shaking them vines? <laughs> <laughs> he was all hyped. Yeah. yeah. That's why they kept breaking, because he was shaking them too hard. That's pretty awesome. So, yeah, so basically we got these characters that get transported into the world of Jumanji that they have to save their friend who is, uh, you know, in a rut. The mm -hmm. sad sack main character sort of dude, right? Yeah. Um, although this is a, uh, uh, I don't know if there is necessarily a main character because everyone in this movie has an arc. And uh, like I said, you're going to be very surprised about some of the things that I say about this movie because... I thought it was fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it was very well made. Um, gosh, the CGI looks amazing. You know, which, by the way, nowadays they've figured out how to make CGI animals look good. So you're like, CGI anim animals for everyone in every movie. You know? Everyone gets I mean, CGI animals. God, we saw all the previews and every single one of them had fucking CGI animals in it. it you sure know? did. It's crazy. It's like, it's like when I was a kid, you know, if, if, if like you had a calculator or something that had like a little, uh, what's the thing that I was just, uh, just somebody just had to correct me on this, like a solar panel on it. Mm -hmm. Right. When I was a kid, that was amazing. And then all of a sudden that technology was like free basically. So mm -hmm. it was on everything like touchscreens. Now touchscreens, everything, you know? Right. So that's what we're doing with the animals. But, uh, but anyway, uh, so let's go through some of these actors and actresses and see how you thought they did. John, let's start with The Rock. What do you think? 
I thought The Rock was good, especially, so there's a, uh, one of the main things with the Jumanji movie, at least this version, is so the characters, there's main characters in the real world, and they get transported into the game, and so the characters in the game are then portraying the people on the outside. So initially, when we first meet The Rock, he is playing the part of Danny DeVito. Right. And so he has that, like, real strong, like, New Yorker accent. Was it? The accent was really bad. But, well, <laughs> but it was funny. It was the funny. Strong so. New York accent, and I thought he did a pretty good job being Danny DeVito, just being grouchy and complaining. And we'll talk about how all this all happens oh, yeah. and everything, of course. But uh, but you know, first we're just talking about the characters, and that's a good point because all of these actors had to play multiple characters in this movie, mm-hmm. at least two. Some of them had to play three, you know. So it was uh, very interesting to see how these characters would change their mannerisms and stuff like that. Some of them did better than others, mm-hmm. um, you know. Uh, so the other uh, co-star, I guess, was Karen Gillan. Mm-hmm. And tell me a little bit about her. I don't know who she is, other than goddamn, she's that really pretty girl in Jumanji Next Level. Yeah, I'm not super familiar with her. Uh, I haven't seen too many movies that she's been in outside of apparently she was in Avengers Endgame. Well, the Avengers, like the Marvel Universe, because she plays Gamora from oh. Guardians of the Galaxy. Not Gamora, she's the other one, she's the sister, right? Because Gamora... Nebula. Nebula. There you yeah. go. Okay, I had no idea. Wow. So she's actually a good actress, too. Wow. Yeah. Okay. She's not just a pretty face, John. Don't you dare say that about her, John. She is not just a pretty face. I wasn't going to say that because when she's Nebula, she's not really a pretty face. I was the one saying that. But uh, anyway, <laughs> so yeah, she has a long history. She was on Doctor Who, it looks like. All kinds of stuff. I wonder if she's British. She probably is, I would assume. Um, I think you have to be British to be in Doctor Who. Yeah, I think so. I I don't know. It's like a requirement. She was born... Oh, she's Scottish. Okay. I mean, same thing, right? Yeah. That's connected. Scotland is connected to England, so... So, And uh, she was pretty good in this movie. Uh, Her character was a heroic female character for the most part. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because basically... We'll get into why this is and all this stuff here in a second, like I said. But uh, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. But there's no way to discuss this without telling you. So she kind of switches bodies, like, twice, I think, in this Mm -hmm. movie. So she only plays herself, mostly. There's only, like, a minute where she plays someone else. And she did a great job, you know. Um, there was only one problem I had with her character, and that was that she forgot that she could fight really good, like, just because of plot reasons. And then mm-hmm. was like, oh, yeah, I can fight real good because of plot reasons. Mm-hmm. So that was the only, like, kind of hiccup mm-hmm. with this movie is that stuff like that happened a lot. But uh, but anyway, okay, so who's the next actress or actor? Uh, I will go with Kevin Hart. Okay. Uh, Kevin Hart uh, is a zoologist in this movie who right. also is very good at talking to animals a la Dr. Doolittle oh, of shit. sorts which we saw a trailer for that so Kevin Hart get, get your, your own, own shit, shit. Uh, or Dr. <laughs> Doolittle well yeah Dr. Doolittle's original everybody gets their own shit yeah. all of you it's Scottish people you're, you're English get your own shit there <laughs> right. you go uh, so Kevin Hart is just <laughs> they described him as a muscular uh, boy scout yeah He's a little dude, though. You know? Yeah, he's a little guy. He's a little guy, you know. Um, and he also had a backpack. And the gimmick with the backpack is like a bag of holding, and you reach in there, and he can get whatever he needs, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but part, but most of the movie, he is, um, you know, playing this kind of like decrepit character where that they can't really do shit. That's 
Danny Glover. This is so confusing. And I was yeah. like, well, I was sitting there watching this movie. I'm trying to think, like, how the fuck are we going to explain this? And uh, we're going to do poorly is what we're going to do. So uh, we'll do yeah. our best, and it's going to be poorly. So next, uh, let's talk about Jack Black, your favorite dude in the movie, right, John? <laughs> I love Jack Black in this movie. He was so good. I'm a huge Jack Black fan. Um, the first time I ever saw Jack Black was on a show called Mr. Show on HBO years and years ago. Mm-hmm. He was also in the Mr. Show movie, Run, Run, Ronnie, Run. And then after, you know, the Tenacious Day, D series was on HBO. So I was familiar with him from all that. And then he kind of blew up, you mm-hmm. know, out of nowhere. So, um, and I can't, I think it was, uh, what was it that made him blow up? Was it? So um, there's two movies that I remember him in from like growing up. Uh, Orange County. He was in that. Yeah. Which I don't think that was it, but School, School of Rock, Rock is where he really took off. It's a tremendous movie, by the way. Um, I love that movie. I've probably seen it a hundred times. Uh, Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny, an amazing movie. So funny. Uh, they're making another one of those. And if you've never listened to Tenacious D, oh my God, it is some of the funniest music you'll ever hear. Um, I love them. So Jack Black was in this, and he traded bodies a few times as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, one time he turned into like kind of like a sassy like uh, college girl, and you thought that was the funniest thing you ever seen. <laughs> Even just based off the trailers, I would laugh every single time. <laughs> like he'd come on, you guys, I'm back. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. It was not funny. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he played like a college, you know, spunky blonde girl. And yeah. then he also played a black gentleman. Mm-hmm. And you looked over at me when that happened and you're like, hmm, this is suspect. Yeah, because he was doing an accent and everything. And it was yeah. like, yikes, take it easy, buddy. So uh, next we had Danny DeVito, right? He did. Who was briefly in this movie. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we'll talk about how that all works and everything. He was great. He was doing some physical comedy and stuff like that. He had really good facial expressions. He's tremendous at that, man. Danny DeVito obviously got famous for being on Taxi years ago. Mm -hmm. Has been in a million different movies. um, And uh, he's tremendous. Uh, Most people would know him now from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. where he is awesome. And when uh, there was a scene where he's going to bunk with somebody in this movie, and I was like, oh, shit, where's Charlie? You know, (laughs) because where's the toe knife and all that stuff and his rum ham? That was an amazing show of your never seen that is really funny uh it's kind of like a uh a seinfeld for the modern age kind of deal you know where yeah. everybody on the show is a fucking prick and they get what they deserve every mm-hmm. episode so all right who's next here uh we also had danny devito or not danny devito mm. danny glover danny glover yes who was uh, played best friends with danny devito but they yes. had some problems they had they to get did. there there so was some tension they, they had a journey to go on and we're going to go on it with them uh he was very briefly in the movie showed mm-hmm. up had some breakfast talked shit with danny devito and then you know transported and then to kevin hart was him you got it uh, uh who well, else we also had nick jonas nick jonas okay do you and, know who that is mm, jonas brother yeah and that's all i know he's married to priyanka chopra um, and then who I am just in love with, mm-hmm. Aquafina. So Aquafina is a like Asian yeah. like like woman. Mm-hmm. Um, she is the best part of this movie. There's no doubt about it. Oh. In my opinion, she was fucking 
awesome. Mm -hmm. I, I was watching her amazed because several times, she changes characters a couple times in the movie, um, and her facial expressions, her vocal inflection, her body language was so on point, mm -hmm. it was better than everybody's. Quit and me, okay? You know, knock it off, right? Because that, <laughs> like, that in a video game, when you push, you know, like, stop, that means stop talking. So quit and me, all right? I hope I was in agreement. Okay, all right. Well, you can you can agree, mm-hmm, but don't be mm in the middle of my sentence. So her name is Aquafina, which is fucking stupid. However, she was a tremendous actor, and I want to see more stuff of her. I don't know who the hell she was. I never heard of her. Uh, some movies she has been in. She was in Ocean's 8. Mm -hmm. uh, she was in uh, probably one of my favorite movies of the year. She was in The Farewell. Okay. Um, I don't know what that is, but you told me a little bit about it yeah. yesterday. Okay. And then... I'm trying to think of what else she was in. She has her own show coming out on Comedy Central Okay. next year. I want to see her in more stuff like this. Uh, two more real quick people that we want to talk about. Colin Hanks was in this movie for like two seconds because mm -hmm. he's a character from the last movie, I'm assuming. Yes. Uh, he, he played the Robin Williams stand-in. I mean, I didn't even see the movie, but he I could was, gather that, you know. Uh, based off the last movie, he was trapped in Jumanji for 28 years, but mm -hmm. somehow he had a family, and it was um, a real stupid storyline. I'll tell you what, he is awesome, and if you You've never seen Far uh, Fargo season two, mm -hmm. dude. He is Sorry. fucking amazing in that. Uh, so that was one person, and then Reese Darby is in this. Just I was I was so happy to see him, and then was he? he was only in it for a second. He played an, an NPC character that they first run into that picks him up in the plane, uh, and okay. uh, that dude. If you've never seen Flight of the Concords. That is an HBO series, which we're talking a lot about HBO series, which, uh, John, I know you got HBO. That is one of the greatest, like, funniest HBO series of all time, and he is in it a lot, and he is fucking hilarious. He's also um, in one of those series, uh, like, that's all... I can't remember which one it is, but it's one of those series where it's all like, um, there's no lines written, there's no script, you just kind of improvise it all. Um, and I'll try to figure out real quick what it is. But are you familiar with this guy at all? Uh, I feel like I've seen him in a few things, but I'm not, like, really invested in Dude, him. He is so fucking funny. And if you don't know who he is, I highly recommend you look into it. Because he is just, uh, like, I, he's fucking so funny. He was in the first one, it looks like. Mm -hmm. um, you know, or yeah. not the first one, the second the one. The sequel, yeah. Uh, let's see here. So, I'm trying to think of what people might know him from. I guess it doesn't really matter. Other, Just watch Flight of the Concords, and you'll be like, oh, my God, that guy is fucking awesome. Okay. Um... And yeah. then the uh, the last guy I think we should talk about is the main villain, who is Rory McCain. Yeah! I was happy to see him, too. Man, he was barely in it, too, he which is a shame. Who is this guy? Tell us how... How do we know this guy? Uh, we know him from another HBO series. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of HBO people. Maybe we should just start reviewing HBO shows. Uh, Wrestling-related. Little ballers, I guess. That show's bad. Uh, Roy McCain, he is the Hound on Game of Thrones. That's right. He is um, awesome. My favorite part of Game of Thrones was him, period. Like, he was my favorite part. Him, his little, like, road trip with Arya, mm -hmm. him and yeah. Brienne. That was just the best parts of Game of Thrones. He was my favorite character. Now I'm really self-conscious about my mm-hmm's. I had to I had to call you on it, man. You do it all the time. So uh, the, <laughs> the well, I think it's my way of not wanting to cut you off. 
but be in agreement. Like, okay, okay. we could just say nothing. See, so like on, if you ever listen to Joe Rogan or, um, or, uh, what's the, the, the guy that's all famous now for being the wrestler. And I can't think of his name. Chris Jericho's podcast. The whole time the, the guest is talking, he's going, mm, mm-hmm. we know you're listening, motherfucker. You don't have to tell us with mouth noises. Okay. You know, it, it, it's, ugh, it gets under my skin. So anyway, um, but it's okay. I'm not mad at you, John. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> all right. At least you didn't do it while I was talking. So, um, so anyway, this is the movie. It starts off, and we got this group of friends. They're getting the band back together, but we see this through the eyes of our sad sack character, which we didn't even talk about that actor, I don't Spencer, think. Spencer. Uh, he does a lot of horror movies. He was in Hereditary. I have not seen that. Don't spoil it. I heard that there's oh. an awesome twist in that movie, and I want to no, see it. No spoilers this time. For Hereditary, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's... What is his name? I don't know. Just cares. so we're... His name is Alex Wolf. Alex Wolf. There you go. And he plays Spencer, who is one of the group from the last movie. Yes. And you know, they but they ended on a high note. But he is going to, to school in New York, and he he just can't get right. Right. His his little girlfriend, who they fell in love while playing Jumanji the last time, as different people. Uh, you know, he was a he was the Rock, yeah. and she was the. Spunky, not the spunky. She girl. was Nebula. Yeah, she was the red-haired girl yeah, who was really good at kicking ass. I like her. And they fell in love on on the game last time, and they tried to make it work in the real world. And Martha is her name in the real world, and she was in love, but he just didn't think that the long distance relationship would work and so they've had a, a slight falling out which has really brought tension to their friends group yeah and we don't find out why until much later you know but he just is having problems we see him you know at his uh at, at school or whatever coming out and like people are running into him he's just like he can't get with the flow of life we see him at work his boss is yelling on yelling at him about you know being on his phone which maybe you shouldn't be on your phone where you're fucking work idiot yeah. he's like oh wait but the camera's behind me and I have to film the scene. Like, oh, okay, okay. Um, so, and then we see him, like, like just trying to walk down the street with his suitcase because they're all going to get together, we find out. And the handle breaks off. And, he, I mean, he just cannot get right. And instead of grabbing it from the front, he decides I'm going to carry it on my back because that makes sense. Well, it's Jumanji stuff, I guess. I don't know. If there was a song that could have been playing in the background for this, it would have been that Daniel Puff song, Had a Bad Day. Oh, because yeah, he had a bad day. Yeah, that's a bad song. It um, is a bad song. Um, it's like one of those ones that gets stuck in your ear, but you hate it. You know, like it's like, oh god. Um, by the way, speaking of music, I just want to make the point that this this fucking movie had tremendous music, except for one part. For some reason, at one part, like Kevin Hart busts out a, a boombox and just starts playing a song. It's got nothing to do with anything. I think it. They maybe it's from. The I think first it's from movie. the first. The like a sequel, whatever we call it. I think it's from that one. And I can't remember what song it was. Ooh, oh, right. Well, it's UB40. Baby. Yeah, UB40. Um, you know, but what is that? I, I don't know. So that was stupid. But other than that, the band, the music in this is tremendous. Even, okay, so there's a part where they go to the desert, and you hear this, like, Lawrence of Arabia type music that they got going on. And, and music's a big part of the movie because um, there's a couple things. One, whenever The Rock gives this certain look, like the ground kind of rumbles and everything, and yeah. women around him just get wet 
That's pretty much what happens. And so that happens. And then and then we hear the Jumanji sound. The big drum. Yeah. Pretty cool, man. I'm a big fan of the music in this movie. But, okay, so we start off with this guy, Sad Sack. You know, we got to get together. So he goes home. And his grandpa is Danny DeVito. And his mom is lady some girl other so um you know and he finds out that uh danny devito's been you know trying to figure out how to or he's he's recovering from a hip surgery and the guy's gonna come fix the the heat the next day but the next day what happens is that uh danny devito's friend shows up milo Milo, right and milo and him used to have a restaurant and they've they've you know ended on bad terms and so milo was there to tell him uh, something and we don't know what until like the very end of the movie, right? Yeah. Some Hope, sad news. We should probably just say what it is because we'll forget and not talk about it. Like, yeah. So he's dying. He's dying, right? So um, this is an interesting thing, okay? So when I was a kid, I read these books. They're called Guardians of the Flame. And what it is, is a group of college kids, college kids that play Dungeons and Dragons, basically, a game like Dungeons and Dragons, because you can't say that because of copyright reasons. And a like evil wizard, like like cast a spell on them and they become their characters right and one of the characters is a guy in a wheelchair that has like multiple sclerosis but he becomes this like strong person and so he doesn't want to leave the world where they're all trying to get back and that's a really cool conflict and we have that same kind of thing in this movie a little bit at the end because this character doesn't want to leave because if he leaves he just goes back and dies you know right pretty cool so that was a very deep thing for this supposed kids movie which by the way a lot of cursing in this kids movie yeah it didn't feel very kids i mean it was kids but like there was just a lot of language it was it was pg-13 it had to be because they said shit a bunch of times it was yeah it's a little too much cursing you know for my opinion if it's gonna be a kids movie but i mean they they like when they get transported in the world the first thing they're all saying is god damn god damn they're all just saying god damn like why all right, so the, basically what happens is our sad sack character is depressed, so he decides to go into the world of Jumanji. He finds the video game, and he goes in there, but his friends don't know. What happens here? Well, they're waiting for him at breakfast because they made plans for brunch. At the same place that Danny DeVito and Milo used to own, but yeah. now it's called Nora's. <clears throat> Which Dan DeVito just shits on. so upset. It's not a restaurant. It's a (laughs) breakfast joint. Even though it's open 24 hours. Yeah. 24 hour breakfast. That's the shit right there. With two open signs. Very unnecessary. That was weird. Uh, So they are worried about Spencer for not showing up. So they show up at Spencer's house looking for him. And they go down in the basement because they hear the drums are beating. And they discover that Spencer has pulled out the game. And they're going in to find him. That's right. So, real quick, let's try to run down who becomes who. Um, You're going to have to help me with this because I don't remember. Um, Danny DeVito becomes The Rock. Yes. All right, which is pretty funny. You know, Mm -hmm. although the accent, good Lord, what are we doing? You know, uh, that accent was brutal. He's doing his best. Okay, let me just tell you about accents in movies. And and, and here's a spoiler for you. You may want to skip this, okay? Because I am going to ruin movies for you. All right? Is that accents in movies come and go, all right? And it is fucking bullshit. And if you listen, there's two things that happens with accents. One is like when an American is doing some other accent, they come and go. And one scene they have it, the next scene they don't. And that happens with the best actors, all right? It just always happens. The other thing that happens is when you have British or Australian people playing 
like Americans, whenever they get excited and start yelling, they're like, crikey, you know, and you just hear it come right through and you're like, oh shit, that's not right. So sorry, I spoiled all movies for you. But so the rocks trying to do this accent, his facial expressions were tremendous because he was just doing the old guy face and then he'd do the rock face. Yeah. And then he do the old Smothering guy face. Look. Really funny, man. So, um, Kevin Hart played Milo. So Milo becomes Kevin Hart, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bethany becomes no one because Bethany gets locked out of the game. Right. Yes. Uh, Jack Black becomes Fridge, which is the big athletic uh, black gentleman. Yes. Okay. And then Martha becomes the red-haired girl. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm, I don't know, I what her name is. I like her. Um, but uh, anyway, so so we have ourselves an adventure. First thing that happens is that they're in Jumanji, and they're like, oh, shit. They basically keep explaining. And there is this joke that gets a little tired after a while because it's like Dan DeVito's, like, well, The Rock, as Dan DeVito is playing up that he's so old that he can't fucking, he doesn't know what words are, I guess. Because they're like, we're in a video game. And, like, I mean, 40 minutes later, he's still like, what? What are we in a video game? What? You know, which I'm sure little kids thought that was funny, but you know, and John. So <laughs> John thought it was funny too. <laughs> I did to an extent. And I mean, I'm like, it's so like the seventeenth time they did that joke. After like, twenty minutes right. of us explaining to yeah. Danny DeVito, I'm like, alright, let's yeah, move it's on. Kind of stupid. So because by then Milo had caught on. Yes. And we're like, why can't Danny DeVito catch on? I was worried that he might have like some memory issues. Yeah, maybe he has that old timers disease. I some timers, dude. Shoot job talk, real quick. I had this lady come in the other day, and she told me, I don't know what this has to do with what I was with business that we were trying to detend or whatever. But she goes, she goes, hey, um, do not drink out of aluminum cans. It causes old timers disease. And I was like, really? <laughs> and she goes, yeah. You know how I know? And I was like, oh, I don't know. And this is completely unsolicited. She goes, when I was a kid, I used to drink out of them, and I became very forgetful. And then I stopped. And I wasn't anymore. Like, oh, that proves it. Science. Yeah, she Amazing. did a she did a scientific study and figured out <laughs> what the solution was. She also told me that diet coke caught, like uh, kills kids' brain cells, so don't give them. That. I was like, okay. Well, diet coke tastes disgusting. It's, it's not good for you, but I don't think it kills your brain. But anyway, maybe eventually. So, uh, <laughs> so they they spend this first couple minutes explaining things, and then they get picked up. Or they is this where the ostrich shit happened? No, they get picked no, up on the plane. Right? Up on the plane mm-hmm. by Nigel, who is like mm-hmm. awesome. He's my second favorite character. That doesn't get any play in this movie and it's it he's in it for like five minutes total it's, he's so funny and they realize that he's an npc and he just repeats the same shit over and over again well they knew that the people who had already played it but the old people they just yeah. could not catch what? on what? so this is where we get our plot and what happens is that a letter appears in the hand of the rock and the rock is yes. like you know he's your mary sue dude character basically and so he is reading this and it's like basically the idea is that there is this fruit jewel thing which is a little confusing because they often have to go after another piece of fruit which is kind of confusing yes. and this uh, fruit jewel thing is around the uh the uh neck of this like uh, elder in some village and that's what gives Jumanji the people of Jumanji crops and good weather I guess yeah it keeps the sun out which the only way to activate it is by having sun on it so when you put in a dark chest mm-hmm. takes all light out of Jumanji which is what the hound does so it, yes. you know in this letter basically which I don't even remember who the letter was from but the letter just appeared in the rocks pocket. oh I know but who was it from I think he, it was from Nigel, the 
plane. The guy who he said I wrote you a letter, and then I it's think just so. A and he like weird. sent it to you. Okay. Either way, uh, so he's reading this letter, and and then we find out that the hound has you know sacked that village, taken the fruit thing, throw, not not the first fruit thing, not the the main MacGuffin, not the secondary MacGuffin. Right. Right. So throws it in a box and locks the door. And now everyone in Jumanji is starving. Although we see many parts of Jumanji that seem to be thriving, but not. Maybe those were only yeah. like where the bad guys were. I at. guess so. I guess so. The bad guys were thriving. The good mm-hmm. guys were not. So we get a lot of physical comedy in this movie because the way what happens is that each character has three lives, and every time they die, they fall from the sky, and like all the characters that are goofballs just fall on their ass and go, "Oh, it hurts!" And then everybody that's a badass falls and does a Superman pose, right? Um, so they have to jump out of this plane into a sand area. So this is the first level of the game. It's called Dunes, and it's and there's he's like, no shit, it's called Dunes. God damn it, fuck, you know, because that's what we're doing in this kids movie. And uh, and we have this desert thing with ostriches. Um, tell me about this, John. So they discover like a little, I don't know, it's kind of like a Mad Max. Yeah set piece. It's a junkyard. You know? There's a junkyard of a bunch of cars broken down and an ostrich comes running out of nowhere and uh, Kevin Hart is explaining, because he's the zoologist, he's explaining what this animal is like and the rock's like, I need you to go. So he tries to bat it off and the ostrich just kills him. Yep. And they all freak out and the ostrich runs away. And then Kevin Hart explains that ostriches run in packs and so all of a sudden they have a big stampede of ostriches coming at them and luckily they discover that there's two working cars sitting in this car lot Mm -hmm. that they activate and start driving off so you have the rock and kevin hart together so the two old timers hanging out then you have the young kids hanging out in the other car and uh bethany eventually crashes their car and the rock rescues them and they are trying to they almost drive off a cliff and the rock being so smart he goes back and jumps over the gap because there is a little ramp in the car yeah he jumps with the car it, right? yeah with everyone in it and uh Unfortunately, the ostriches rip off the roof of this car, mm-hmm. and everyone's worried that they are not going to make it. What did you think of this as an action set piece? This is a huge action scene to open. Mm-hmm. This is your your shine part of the movie, you know, where we get their, yeah. our, these guys doing all kinds of cool shit. What did you think of it, the million ostriches and all that? I thought it was a fun piece. I mean, it's not necessarily original. I mean, we've seen stampedes before. Of ostriches? Maybe not of ostriches, <laughs> of just like animals right. in general. But I thought it was a fun uh, way to welcome us into this world. Yeah, we're learning it's dangerous. We're also learning it's a little goofy, you know, but at the same time, the goofiness, don't be surprised. Because what was it? One of the dudes gets eased by a snake immediately, you know? like it, Yeah, Jack Black Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but like I said, they have three lives. They have this, like, tattoo on their arm, which, by the way, little tip on good movie making. They told us about that, but they also showed it to us. Every time one of them lost a life, they would look to check oh, I only have X amount of lives. And that's good movie making. But there were times where they would show their forearm without losing lives, Mm -mm. and there weren't tattoos. Uh Uh-oh, whoopsie. So Maybe it's in the game, it's only when you look, you know, or something. So, uh, yeah, well, that's a continuity issue, but... I know, I am very... Like, I 
pay attention to continuity. Just like there was a part where Danny DeVito throws down his fork and it's not on his plate, and then the next scene, the fork is on his plate. And I was you, like, mm. Do you know why that happens? It happens because they do, like, the way they make movies now is, and it's just awful, it, it, it really shows up in comedies, and why I hate fucking comedies for the most part, is that they just take a thousand takes. And then they just split it all together that way. And so, and in, in, in the past, movies were less, they weren't made as much that way. They tried to kind of like, I don't know, like if you watch a Martin Scorsese movie, you can, it, you can tell that they didn't just do a million takes, you know, and just pick the best one. It's just, that's the way they make movies now. So because of that, you end up with these continuity issues and you also end up with like conversations that are not natural. And that's the funny part. You know, like the way that the conversation... And it's like, that's not funny. It's just bad. So, anyway. Get a little continuity issues there. So, they get through the dunes area. And, they and you know, basically Jack Black is about to tell him, What are we going to do? There's no hope. We can't do anything. I hurt my ankle or some shit. And he falls... That's later. Well, whatever. He falls over this, this sand dune. He goes, Guys, you got to check this out. And we see a city, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the oasis, yes. which is the, the, the kind of... I don't know, the boss area of the first, you know, level. world. Yeah. So uh, tell us what happens here in this Oasis area. So they get down to the town, they go into a bar, and they remember that they were told to, like, follow the flame. And so they're in this bar, and the Rock's old love interest comes up and starts interacting with him. It's pretty funny. And the, I, the funniest part is Kevin Hart who's being Milo, I was looking at Danny DeVito, who's The Rock, and he's like, oh, she's smoking. And he's like, oh, I got something for her. And he's like, yeah, you do. Yeah, he's rooting his friend on, you know, he's being the wingman. And so the girl slaps him and walks off, and the other characters remember, oh, we're supposed to follow the flame, Mm -hmm. because that's his old flame. And so they follow and go up the steps, and she's nowhere to be found, but then they discover that the big boss is there with the jewel in the locked case. Yes. So, you know, basically what we end up having here is that they're, like, they kind of split up at this point, and we get some characters that interact with the bad guys. Well, this isn't before we get introduced to the next character. Okay. Which is Aquafina. Oh, right. Because the lights go out, and they discover, they come back on, and they discover that the key for the chest is missing. And so they yell, thief, and as she is running away, Aquafina... The Rock grabs her and says, I got the thief. That wasn't very New York. That was, that like, was like Australian. Oh, yeah. crikey, I got the thief, I tell you. <laughs> so he's like, I got the thief. So they grab her and they bring her back and then they end up killing her. But they realize that she is Spencer. Right? Yes, they so, realize that that is their friend that they've been looking for. So that's where we have that. And while that's going on, Jack Black and uh, the the Martha... Bethany, Martha, Bethany, Martha, yeah. whatever the hot chick. Yeah, they, yeah, Martha, they yeah. are, they are um, finishing this part of the quest where they're finding this fruit that's the on Jumanji in a, berry. Yeah, the Jumanji berry that looks kind of like the other MacGuffin. That's kind of weird. I don't know. And basically, what it is is they find this room that's filled with water. The water's not dangerous. It just makes you trade bodies with the next person you touch if right. they're wet as well. I guess. So um, this is where we get to see the the hot chick do all kinds of crazy acrobatics because. Because she's a badass, they accidentally switch bodies, and since the like athletic black dude was in the Jack Black body, he gets to be in the hot chick's body all of a sudden, and he's like, "Oh, this is more like it," because he was all bitching. He's like, "Look at 
me, I'm fat, oh my god. Yeah. Which poor Jack Black, he had to say those lines, you know, like, look at me, I'm a fat piece of shit, you know? <laughs> and that poor guy. Because, <laughs> but at least he's funny. <laughs> yeah, he was funny. <laughs> and so, but then they switch back. So, they do. but the, and they get the piece of fruit or whatever, and it weighs a lot, which never pays off. By the way, so I was yeah, really. I honestly forgot about the fruit till the end. Really, I I I didn't forget about it. that and the, and the horse. Those are the two things I was like, oh, we're you know those little seeds. We're not uh, forgetting about those. So, uh, this is when they move on to the next area, which was what? Yeah. So while. Jack Black and Hot Chick are getting the fruit. Uh, Aquafina, Kevin Hart, and The Rock are going to get camels so they can ride them to escape. And they tell uh, Aquafina and Kevin Hart go in to the little chamber with all the camels. Kevin Hart starts talking to them, and they're like, "Hey, Rock, you hang out here. Don't get into any trouble. Let us know if somebody's coming." So instead, he sits out there and starts picking a fight with these two dudes. And the next thing you know, it there's a huge army of guys just coming to attack him which eventually results in switchblade his old flames new husband who he's been warned do not mess with my girl well earlier in the movie we realized that they could push a button on their chest basically and you could see their strengths and weaknesses as a character and his only weakness was switchblade Yes. Right, which as they're exiting, as they're running away, they all get murdered by Switchblade because he's like, "I'm gonna take this guy on," and he shoots a fucking rocket launcher at him and just explodes them all, and they right. disintegrate. But the camels just stand there calmly, which is exactly <laughs> yeah. what would happen in a video game. So. Exactly, <laughs> that was fun. So they get on camels and they move on to the next part, which is what uh, I believe this is where they take it to a trail. Eventually, the camels stop moving. Oh. Kevin Hart and The Rock into a fight. Mm-hmm. Rock kills Kevin Hart and comes back to life. And we're like, shit, you're down to like one life, buddy. We got to be careful. Well, now. it's funny because Kevin Hart, like, he's like, well, I guess that's settled. You know, because <laughs> he lost the fight and he was like, okay, well, I lost. Um, and this is where they get to the hanging vine. Like the jungle ish area. Yeah. So we got these bridges, which, by the way, are connected to nothing. They're literally floating in the air. And it's funny because every camera shot, they wouldn't go up with the camera shots because, and if it did, it only went up a little because they didn't want you to see the top where there was nothing attached yeah. to anything. They just had vines like going up and you just had to assume that they were connected. Well, it's a video to game, you know? So basically, these, it's a thousand bridges and they're all just like kind of like 30 feet long and they're just hanging there and this is when we learned that Jack Black has geometry as one of his things we had learned that earlier and he's like what the fuck am I going to need that for god damn it shit son of a bitch and then he you know we find out that this is what it's for so he leads them through but while this is going on some baboons or murkers I don't know what yeah, you they were, them they were I don't, they said these are not baboons they yeah. are easily confused but, I mean, like macaroons or now um, John he was talking he said that these are the heaviest monkeys and that uh, this is what Kevin Hart's telling us because he's a zoologist character. Yes. And I want to ask you, do you know the difference between an ape and a monkey, John? Is it the... I was going to say opposable thumbs. Nope. That's because they can speak sign language? Nope. It's an easy, there's an easy way to tell between an ape and a monkey. If it, if it doesn't have a tail, it's not a monkey. So a monkey has a tail. Also, very interesting fact I've shared on this podcast years ago, probably, when we first started, because I think it's very interesting. There are only two creatures on Earth that cannot swim at birth, that don't swim by instinct. If you take a bird and you throw it in the river, it'll swim. If you take a cat and you throw it in the river, it'll swim, all right? Every creature on Earth, except for 
two, or you could say one, if depending on what you believe. I'm going to say it's us, humans, human beings, and, and, mon- monkeys. and monkeys or apes. That's right. Well, because, you know, supposedly we're evolved from right. monkeys. So if you ever go to the zoo and you see how there's like a monkey island, they always have those at the zoo where all these monkeys are right fucking there. And the only thing in between you and water is because they will not go in the water because they just <laughs> die. They sink to the floor. I've always wondered why they don't come back yep, over. That's why. So uh, they're the only animals that can't swim, which is very strange. And I don't really know what to make of that. I guess um, they're not very evolved. A then. horse. You throw a horse in the water. It swims better than us. You know, horses swim great. It's crazy. A cow will swim. Anyway, so uh, I'm the zoologist character on this podcast, by the way. So. And if you've ever listened to our show before, you know that we are educational first. Yeah, education first, you know, comedy second, maybe maybe 1A and 1B, yeah. you know. All right, uh, so we have this amazing action scene where basically they just have to cross all these bridges while these baboon character things are chasing them, and they split up, but then they're together, and then they're not. It's a really good action scene. I don't know how and to describe ult- it. Ultimate Warriors in the background <laughs> shaking the vines. <laughs> And that's why all these bridges kept falling. Yeah. Um, so that was really fun. And they get to the other side, but the baboons are like, I'm still going to chase you, right? Exactly. How do they, how do they, I don't remember how they get rid of them. They got rescued by Nick Jonas and Bethany finally getting into the game. There you go. And uh, so Bethany is a horse mm-hmm. and Nick Jonas is uh <laughs> The Hanks guy. Yeah, he pretty much could have been the same dude. He's just another white bread dude, you know. He like, was, yeah. Um, and Nick I guess Jonas might have been the most boring person in this. Movie. He was terrible. Yeah, he was. I mean, well, he was nothing, is what he was. Yeah, he was literally just a generic. You, character. You have all these other characters in this movie. That's one of the cool things about this movie is its ensemble cast of just outstanding. You know, interesting characters that are multi- that have multiple sides to them are very in depth, and then you got him, and he's like, "Hey, I'm a white guy. Check me out." Yeah, <laughs> he had a, a jacket on that said like like Airborne or something like that. Well, that's from the fir- the second second movie, whatever the prequel to this one mm-hmm. is. He is a pilot. Oh, uh, riding a horse, huh? He's a waterer plane pilot. Oh, yeah, like a seaplane. That's what yeah. it said. When I was a kid, my uncle had a seaplane, all right? What? And he used to fucking land it in the river right outside of our house. That was some cool Did shit. Did he take you on it? Absolutely. That yeah. sounds fun. I've been on lots of planes. Uh, not for years, but I, I've been on lots of planes. When I was a kid, my, my like I said, my uncle was a pilot, and he always wanted to show off. It was the 80s. He's like, yeah, everything's on a credit card, kid. Get in here, you know? Did he have a barrel roll? Uh, actually, uh, interesting story. So once we went on a private jet uh, to um, Texas, and this was just because his boss wanted to fly to Texas, and he's like, "Hey, you guys want to go?" We're like, "Fuck yeah!" Sure. So we jump on the f- a private jet, and we asked him to do a barrel roll, and he said, "You cannot do that in that kind of plane." You know why, John? The wings will break off. That's not true. Oh. What'll happen is, is the toilets will spill. No, so you cannot don't want that. right. So that's why you can do it in an F fifteen. It doesn't have a fucking toilet. So what you do is you kind of I don't know how to describe this, but you do a barrel roll. You just kind of I. It's like you can do it, but it's not a barrel roll. You just kind of turn in like a circle upside down, and the centrifugal force keeps the toilet from spilling and it's a terrifying experience that I will never forget and it was awesome so that was cool okay yeah lots of, yeah you learn a lot about me today you <laughs> yeah. know education first I'm an education first person so there you go and I'm being educated on your life so our team is all together 
all right? They got their final part of the, you know, we're going into act three. They know where the hound is. They know where he's got the jewel. They got the piece of fruit. They're all together. They got a fucking horse. They got Kevin Hart and the rock and a hot chick. And where do they go, John? They want to go swimming because they do not like the characters that they are trapped in. They're saying, Danny DeVito, you are a terrible rock. Milo, you are a terrible zoologist because you can't speak a very fast sentence. Uh, and Bethany's a horse. And they want her out of that. She wants out of that body. So what happened? So they get in the water and they realize they are in a very cold environment and start freezing immediately. But they luckily have all switched bodies. And so now... Aquafina is playing Danny DeVito. Mm-hmm. Uh, Milo, who is Danny Glover, is now the horse. Uh, Spencer is back to being the rock. Uh, Fridge is back to being Kevin Hart. And Bethany is Jack Black. Yeah. And that's when you started to really like it. Now, just to back up a little bit, when you said the water, they came to the edge of this cavern, you know, this kind of like uh, cliff, mm-hmm. and they looked down, yeah. and in the water, lightning shooting through it like it was in the fruit part where they the switched fruit, bodies fruit the first tree. time, where they yeah. set that up. So, um, you're correct. And uh, so, this is when everybody's back in the bodies that they were probably for the previous movie, I would assume. I don't know. Yes. like, a, But they are, everything seems like right with the world, and they got to storm the castle. Yeah, so, and they're all back to being boring, plain people. That's well, except for Aquafina. Yeah, she's who awesome. again starts stealing scenes, dude, because she's now being Danny DeVito. And like you were saying earlier, she even starts walking like Danny Amazing. DeVito. She's like hunched over, and her face, her whole face changes. I mean, she is awesome in this, and like her as Danny DeVito is tremendous. I love it. She's the best. I, I don't know what else to say about it no, except she she's great. the fucking best part of this whole movie. And this is a good movie. So, <clears throat> anyway, their plan involves um, getting Aquafina in this area where she, because she's she get captured somehow. Yes, yeah. Aquafina and the horse get <laughs> captured uh, because the horse is being, you know, kind of taken over by these guys and she's wondering what's going on. They capture her. Nick Jonas discovers this and he says, alright guys, it's time to go to battle. Nick Jonas saves the horse, um, the rock, and hot chick save Aquafina, and then they all kind of team up to do this uh, heist deal, right? Yeah, because Jack Black and Kevin Hart get mistaken mistaken, uh, for these brothers that are supposed to be coming to town, Um, and so that's how they get in, and Nick Jonas dies a few times, but then he rescues the horse and discovers that the horse has special powers as well, but we don't know what those are quite yet. I knew. I knew immediately. I was like, oh, okay. This is great. Because we have to also have this giant blimp, right? Which is where the rock chases the bat, you know, the hound onto this blimp, and they have a big old fight up there. Um, I don't think we need to go through this step by step. I, I no. think that would be... You're pretty much at the end. Yeah, so, you know, basically they run this heist. There's some fun stuff. We also get the hot chick realizing out of nowhere, oh, yeah, I can kick everyone's ass. So she has this amazing fight scene where she oh. beats everybody up. I think that's why the music comes into play because in the <clears> first, the, whatever, the last one, they realize that one of her strengths is dance fighting. Oh. And so that's why they bring out the boom box. That we referenced earlier. That we referenced where earlier. I had, I had just playing, forgot right? that her skill was being able to dance fight. Okay. Huh. Well, she that fucking fight scene is great. Awesome. I mean, it is 
awesome. I was just blown away by that fight scene. And while that's going on, we got the rock having a, uh, you know, stare down with, with, you know, our showdown with the hound uh, on this flying machine. This like, and all the set pieces are awesome. I mean, this flying machine looks so cool. It looks like this, it looks like an evil ice flying machine. I mean, it's fucking awesome. And basically they all work together and we realize also that this fruit that they had picked up is the only weakness of the bad guy. Yes. So that gets splashed all over him. They beat him up. Uh, the Rock wins, saves the day. Everybody wins, and uh, you know well, that's kind of so it, right? The blimp starts crashing, mm-hmm. and so the Rock and the Hound are fighting, and they fall out of the blimp. And the Rock pushes him off and grabs the necklace and holds onto a rope. And as the blimp is crashing, this is where Nick Jonas and the horse come up. And, uh, the horse flying. Yeah, right? and so they'd say, Aquafina, get on that horse. And so they go running, and they're like, oh, he's going to jump off this thing. And as he's jumping off, some wings pop out, because that is his special ability. Mm-hmm. And so the horse flies over to the rock. The rock throws the jewel to him, or her, and they fly above the clouds, and the sun hits the jewel. They say, Jumanji. And all is right in the world. They win. Yeah. Uh, they win the game. Uh, nobody dies except for the hound and like all the bad guys pretty much. And, uh, you know, they have this moment that we discussed towards the beginning of the episode where we talked about how Milo doesn't want to go back, you know, because he'll just fucking die. And, and he and he says, like, I'm 73 years old and I just learned how to fly. And it's like, it's a pretty good, nice, touching moment. I'm pretty sure the dude that's just sitting next to us is crying, by the way. <laughs> so he thought everything was the greatest. This is the greatest movie he'd ever seen. He was laughing out loud at everything. And he was crying at the end. Hey, there's no shame in that. I think I... I've cried in four movies this year. I was crying because I couldn't stop yawning. That's why I was crying. I was crying from laughter when Jack Black <laughs> became Bethany. <laughs> I legitimately like had tears in my eyes, like laughing at it. Um, you know, and in the end, they all decide to uh, move on, and and they they make it back to the real world. But then we see that the the heating guy has showed up at the house and he sees the video game console and he's like uh oh what's this I'll lock them video games I'll tell you what and he touches it and then the next scene we see the Nora's place with uh with Danny DeVito he decides he's gonna join and help her I don't know what help he could be he can barely walk but well um, he's gonna help her in the kitchen yeah with he's gonna pipes. fuck her that's yeah. what he's like he's it's very clear cause he learned the smoldering look from the <laughs> he rock did. he brought it back with him and she immediately gets like soaking wet and is like oh like that she like has an orgasm by looking Clean at up him. an aisle five <laughs> That was awesome. And she's like 20 years younger than him at least. And, and the gang makes a pact that we are never going to go back into that no, game. No, Well, don't you worry, kids. The game has come to you. Which is how the original, like, the book is. That's how the book is. is that, yeah, like, that's you how know, the original movie was. The, these kids play this game, and it comes to the world, you know, and you got to win. So, John, any final thoughts on Jumanji, the next level? I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it. My only gripe is, so they had the story with uh, Martha and Spencer and their love quarrel. Oh, yeah, we didn't wrap that up, did we? Yeah, because it was so boring. It was. They fell back in love, whatever. They saw each other as their characters. His excuse for being a jerk was that he didn't think that she would, I was, I don't know why, but then I was feeling insecure, but I... Just never wanted to discuss it. That was his excuse, what? So, 
I didn't like that they had two different relationship storylines going at the same time. I think the Danny DeVito Donny or Danny Glover one was way better a great than Spencer and Martha's mm-hmm. storyline. Uh, that was probably my only gripe with this movie. But overall, like I thought Aquafina was amazing. Jack Black was amazing. The Rock, even though the accent didn't totally work all the time, was really good. Kevin Hart was freaking hilarious in this. I loved pretty much the The Rock, Kevin Hart, and Jack Black were freaking great. Yeah. And Aquafina. Yeah. The red-haired chick, she was okay. I thought she was pretty good, too. You know, um, she did her job. She was supposed to be a generic baby face, and she did that, you know. Yeah. Um, and she had a little more, you know, pizzazz than most, and I was really happy to look at her. Especially, like, the, when they threw her in the water, you know, she, like, went in the water. I'm like, all right, now she's all wet. Awesome. You know, <laughs> it's great. What is, what's your final thoughts on this movie? I loved it. I thought it was great. This is the best movie we've seen on uh, Road Home on Film, maybe other than Fighting with My Family. Oh, for sure. You know, I think this is better than that. This is a great movie. I would highly recommend you see it. Um, you know, maybe even have a few beers before you see this one. You know, that'd be a really good. And we're seeing it on a Saturday morning. So, yeah. um, which shout out to the to Alex Hayden. We saw Alex Hayden and Danielle yeah. over here when we were seeing the movie. We and if I would have cool. known they were coming, I would have tried and got seats with them. Yeah, but we didn't know. You know, gotta get our shit together, I guess. Yeah. So, all right, awesome. Well, any other nothing else, right? We got this all wrapped up. No, definitely go see it. I mean, I think movies that are coming up that we might be able to cover. Uh, Dr. Doolittle. John Cena's in it. He's playing a polar bear, I believe. (laughs) So fucking stupid, but okay. And then there's... I'm pretty sure there was a Batista movie coming out called, like, My Spy, where he was with, like, the little girl. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it got postponed because I have not seen anything about it. Um, I feel like there's something else coming up, though, but... I don't know. We'll keep doing these, uh, you know, Road Home on Film episodes. I seem, People seem to like them, and they're a lot of fun to do. So, you know, Great. we'll keep doing this stuff. And uh, if you guys have any, you know, films you'd like us to review, you know, you can hit us up at, at the Road Home FW on Twitter or the Road Home FW at gmail.com. I mean, we get so many emails, it's hard to, like, sort through them all. But, you know, if you guys could uh, send us some suggestions, that's fine. Uh, we will never do the same old movies that everybody else has done. Just that's a fact. We're not going to do that. Uh, but if you have something unique that we, you know, that we've never heard of, we'll be happy to do that, you know? Agreed. And if it's a newer movie coming out, like, we try and go opening weekend. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've been pretty good at We have. We okay. missed uh, the last last one we did we missed because it was just it was scheduling issues I think but yeah but we usually get them out pretty quick that way we can spool the shit out of everybody you know right yeah we want everyone to know what happens before <laughs> you even have a chance to see it awesome all right we well, can follow me at Teresa for tweets you can follow John at jhat05 thank you guys so much for listening sayonara